All right, guys, this is Blake here. The, the weekend is over and the weekend recap has arrived. And I ain't feeling good about it, man. <laughs> we, we've had a few things go on over the weekend. Uh, NCAA March Madness, a whole lot of free agency stuff go on over the week. Uh, we got NBA. We've, we've got spring training games with the MLB. We got uh, NHL hockey. So we we got a lot going on this hour. So make sure you guys tune in. Make sure you guys buckle up. And let's have a little bit of fun with this one. So let me start off with this one. The Florida Gators. They were in, in action in the NIT against Xavier yesterday. And I, I don't know. Maybe I curse people. Maybe it's just the uh, my curse against teams I pull for. <laughs> but uh, Florida, unfortunately, falls to Xavier, 72-56 to 56 here, guys. So, I mean, I was, I was really looking forward to seeing these guys advance, seeing these guys take home the win, you know, bring home some championship gold here to Florida. But uh, the this ain't going to happen with Florida. <laughs> you know, maybe we'll, we'll hope for the best with these guys. You know, it's uh, one thing I got excited about in this NIT process is uh, the team that the Gators opened up against. You know, we're, we're sitting here. I'm trying to figure out what's going on, who they're playing, where we're going, these type things. And uh, so we're sitting here with the NIT and I'm trying to figure out, you know, who are, you, who are these, this team that they're playing here? You know, I mean, I've never heard of Iona, the Iona Gales. And as this game's going on, I'm sitting there watching their sideline, just trying to make sense of who their players are. And I see their coach. I'm like, I know this guy. Who is this guy? So I have to do a quick Google search to figure out who this guy is sitting on their sideline. And I'll be none other than old Rick Calipari. Yeah, you know, I was stunned to see him. I forgot this guy was even in the league. He, this guy was even coaching, you know, all the stuff he got into up there in Louisville. I didn't. I certainly didn't expect to see him sitting there on the Iona Gale sideline. <laughs> so with it, my next question is, can we pick him up and take him to Gainesville with us? I mean, who in the SEC would not want Rick Calipari coaching for him? I'd, other than maybe Kentucky. I, I would imagine Kentucky hates the guy, but uh, uh, Kentucky has got their own issues right now. <laughs> so, uh, But with it, Man, I was stunned to see him. I, I'm sitting there. I was like, I told my wife, I was like, I know this guy. Who is this guy? Why have I seen him before? So, like I said, I hop on Google and we check it out. And I was, I was stunned to see that it was Rick Calipari. I was like, hey, that's why I know this guy. But uh, I'm pretty sure he'd be a. He, he's had some scuzzy moments. Hopefully, he's got that all past him. But I'm positive it wouldn't be a uh, a situation like we had with Urban Meyer there in Jacksonville. I'm pretty sure he can get himself together a little bit better than Urban did, right? <laughs> At least that's the hope. But I was completely bummed out, guys. I really was. They uh, they played Xavier. I mean, that that's already a, a solid team year in and year out. I was actually surprised to see them in the NIT. But, I mean, Lord, that's that's where we are, right? But uh, hats off to those guys. It's uh, It was a rough sled. It really was. Uh, the best thing we had going on for us was Reeves there. I mean, the guy dropped 14 points for us, but... The rest of the team, man, it was just a uh, Xavier just really, really had a stiff, stiff defense in the buckets. They just weren't dropping for us. So, hats off to their season. I wish them the best. I look forward to football kicking back off with these guys because, Lord, like I said, we carry them here on one hundred two point one, and uh, we carry all the football games. We carry all the basketball games, and I, I truly hate that the ride is over. But unfortunately, that's where we're at, guys. And it's, I, I tell you what, my. My heartache doesn't stop. <laughs> it really doesn't. 
I was pumped. You know, it's uh, I have a few teams that I keep up with that were in the uh, the NCAA tournament here. Tennessee was taking on Michigan. We had Memphis taking on Gonzaga. We got Miami, our only Florida team. Uh, Lord, they took on Auburn over the weekend. So with it, a little back and forth on what we got going on. A little bit of uh, a little bit of heartache for my local teams. A little bit of feel good for our friends down south. But uh, it Tennessee kind of leads you in, making you feel great about what they're doing. And Tennessee does what Tennessee does. And let you down. <laughs> Hats off to the way the guys played. They actually tied up against a pretty big team. Michigan's bigs, they're not like Kentucky. They are they're pretty solid. You know, Kentucky, when we played them in the SEC championship, they really didn't have a whole lot going for them. I passed this Shibway guy. But uh, Michigan, they just smothered us. They We couldn't get anything going for us in that game. It was just absolutely heartbreaking. I was... Uh, I had to take a... I ate about a half a bottle of Tums that evening. <laughs> so with it, man, hats off to y'all season. Michigan takes them 76 to 68. It's uh, not the way I wanted it to go. I was looking forward to a Sweet 16 run, you know, a Final Four run with these guys. Lord, I was even, I won't say I was betting on it because I know better at this point, but uh, I was really, really looking forward to a uh, a championship run for these guys. But it just didn't quite pan out. Now, Kennedy Chandler, huge story coming out with him. It's uh, He went 19 points, 4 rebounds, 9 assists. I mean, if you guys haven't seen Kennedy Chandler, he's a pretty small guy. And for him to go out there and get in the paint, get those rebounds the way he's done, and mix it up with those guys, he, he's pretty fearless, man. He really is. But uh, the thing that got everybody's attention was the situation at the end of the game with the coach from Michigan. You know, he's been in the news for not shaking Wisconsin's hand, you know, poor sportsmanship, these type things. But as everybody lined up to start shaking hands after the game, you know, Kennedy Chandler, he's at the front of the line, and their coach comes walking up, and he just collapses in tears. And all you see is the whole dad mode kick in for this guy. He reaches out, grabs him, pulls him in, hugs him, gives him words of advice, you know, just trying to cheer up mr chandler here but uh just to see that kind of stuff is why i love sports why i love basketball why i love football you know you, you see the opposing team just reach out and try to make things better you know i don't know how many times i've seen baseball clips you know where the pitcher is facing his buddy that he grew up with and he strikes him out wins the championship and then instead of running over to celebrate with his team he rushes the play to console his buddy so, I mean, I, I love that kind of stuff in football. I love that kind of stuff in sports, period. So, with it, guys, it's uh, that was very heartwarming to see, you know. But uh, let's uh, continue. Continue on with my heartbreak here. Yeah, you know, it's I'm excited because we got multiple Tennessee teams. I, I know you Florida guys love hearing this stuff, but we had Memphis back in the NCAA tournament. If you guys didn't keep up with Memphis much when uh, they had Derrick Rose, when these guys were rocking and rolling, man, that was a whole lot of fun to watch, man. Tennessee basketball was really, really doing a number in this league. It's uh, But to see them come back, see them, you know, make the tournament, you know, it was very refreshing to see. 
just unfortunately they ran into Gonzaga. <laughs> you know, how many times has Gonzaga ruined somebody's run in the NCAA tournament, you know? So with the guys, it's, uh, again, hats off to my Tennessee teams up there. You guys in Memphis listening, you guys in Knoxville, Middle Tennessee, all you guys listening up there. It was a good run. I mean, I, I, we both wish it would have went better, but, I mean, it's, we, we faced some pretty tough teams there, you know. And give respect where it's due. You know, we, we took out Boise 64-53 to 53 with Memphis, but uh, it just wasn't a... Unfortunately, <laughs> wasn't in our in the cards for us to get past Gonzaga this year. So, but half off to the Memphis Tigers guys. You guys, y'all played y'all's hearts out. It was great seeing you get back in the NCAA tournament, which kind of rolls me over here to Miami. The Hurricanes, you know, this was a team that I really wasn't watching a whole lot throughout the season, and, uh, and didn't really have a whole lot of expectations for in the NCAA tournament, but man, these guys have come to play. They, let's see, I'm trying to pull up here what, who they were playing first, but you know, they, over the weekend, they locked it up with Auburn and they, they take them out. <laughs> and, uh, I am just completely blown away that uh, Bruce Pearl's team got handled the way it did by Miami here. So I'm completely stoked about it, but you know, they, they start the tournament off facing the USC. They, it was back and forth. It was a close game. You know, Miami's ranked number 10 in the bracket. USC's number seven. And it was a very close game. It really was. They, uh, they go back and forth and we were sitting here with Miami on top at the end of this. And, you know, you, you don't see too much of an upset with a 10 taken out of seven, right? But, uh, to see them turn around and go win and play Auburn. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Bruce Pearl. Maybe my Gator fans are because they had to see him when he was up there in Tennessee. They've been seeing him over there in Auburn. But this dude can coach, man. He's He can coach. He's got some good players. He's actually got a, uh, a player that's possibly coming back that was going to possibly be like the first overall pick in the draft. But uh, we won't get into that until we start talking about the Orlando Magic here. So I don't, I don't quite blame these guys for trying to dodge the draft this year. But with it, they go in and take care of business, 79-61. to 61. I mean, you want to talk about pumped up. This was a game I was even afraid to turn on because, I mean, I don't know if I curse teams when I try to pull for them. Uh, but uh, it was refreshing to see, you know, Isaiah Wong. He goes 21 points, 6 rebounds, 2 assists. We got... Cameron McGusty, 20 points, 6 rebounds, 4 assists. I mean, the, these guys were contributing. Charlie Moore, the dude had 9 rebounds. He's just a guard. I mean, so come on, guys. It's, you can't be upset about this kind of stuff. So hats off to Miami, man. You guys are moving on to the next. Let's see. Where we, let's pull you up real quick. All right, so we got Miami here. You guys are taking on Iowa. You know, tip-off, we're looking Friday about 10 o'clock it says 559 so that's a very weird time to have a tip off but we're shooting for 10 o'clock on this one but guys step up root for your team here miami that we're still in it you know we got one to root for here locally so let's uh let's buckle up Let, let's grab some popcorn I, I can't quite talk about the beverages we should be drinking but uh with it let's make sure we're all in with these guys so let's let's talk about that march madness uh, who saw saint peter's coming right the <laughs> maybe this is just justice on me 
seeing Kentucky lose, I got completely geeked up about that one. I was like, oh, yeah, you know, who's St. Peter's? These guys are winning and shocked the world, right? Well, they they did it again. <laughs> they they were against Murray State. Uh, they wind up beating Murray State. We're rolling on into the Sweet 16 with these guys. You want to talk about a Cinderella story? It is, it's happening here with St. Peter's. They're taking on Purdue. Uh, tip off there again Friday. That's seven oh nine tip off. So that's a, that's another weird time frame. So as long as you're there by seven, you should be able to catch all the tip off and all the action right before it. Uh, so let's see what other Friday games do we got? We got UNC versus UCLA. I mean, the Tar Heels. These guys have figured it out at the right time of the year, right? They went in and beat Duke at home for Coach K's last home game with uh, with Duke. So that that was huge. That was absolutely huge. And I I think this is the team to really watch and be worried about in the tournament right now. Other than St. Peter's. They're they're really shocking everybody right now. But uh hats off <laughs> to UNC getting this stuff right. Uh let's see, other Friday games. We done talked about Miami. We got Providence and Kansas. You know, you got your number four facing your number one there. So again, that's gonna be a real good game. Tip-off says 729. Hey, as long as you're there by 720, you shouldn't miss it, right? But uh, before all that starts, we do have some games on Thursday that we need to cover real quick. So we got Arkansas, your number four, taking on Gonzaga, your number one. Tip-off is 709. So again, make sure you tune in by 7 o'clock. That way you can catch all the pregame stuff. Then we have a tip-off with Michigan, which, look, I, I ain't going to lie. Maybe I'm just... Salty. I'm definitely going to go with Salty, but I would love to see Villanova go ahead and take out Michigan. I feel much better about it, right? I, I would really, really hate to see somebody that made my weekend suck. <laughs> Continue on in the bracket, but hey, that's where we are. Uh, let's see. We got Texas Tech taking on Coach Case, Duke. So on that one, guys, that's uh, this is last ride. You know, this is last tournament right here. So I would. Whew, I really, really, everybody likes a good story, right? Now, I would love to see Coach K go in and win it one more time and just ride off into the sunset. I mean, who who wouldn't like that kind of story, right? That This is a 30 for 30 right here in our face. And we got number five, Houston, taking on Arizona. You're looking at a 9.59 tip-off. So as long as you're there 10 minutes before the game, now these are some weird tip-off times, but... Uh, as long as you're there 10 minutes before the game, you should be able to catch all the pregame stuff. So I don't know who you guys are rooting for. I don't know who you guys are interested in. Uh, but there's a lot going on. Uh, there's not a whole lot of uh, complete Cinderella stories outside of your St. Peter's. I mean, you got a number 15 still rolling around. I guess Michigan sitting at number 11, you know, in that 11 seed, that's still another good story to have for them but uh, everybody else kind of fell in where they wanted you know you got gonzaga you got villanova you got duke you got arizona purdue kansas ucla these are all people that we expected to see there you know granted iowa and miami they've made it through their bracket into the sweet 16 i don't think many people saw miami coming i, I remember watching them come out on court and i was like man these guys just seem so undersized compared to everybody else that was out there but uh they went in and handled business so hats off to these guys but there's this time of the year, man. It is just so chaotic. I try to keep up with it on social media, on my Facebook page, The Weekend Recap. And there was just so much going on that I started getting reported by <laughs> by a few Karens and Chads out there. 
talking about I'm spamming them with sports updates. Then get off my page, man. <laughs> this is the weekend recap. This is what we do. We talk about sports on that page. If you don't like the ride, by all means, get off the ride. We we don't need any more Karens in this world. So, uh, yeah, let, let, we'll get off that subject. But, man, it was just hard to keep up with. It really was. Things were happening so fast. You got all this going on with the NCAA bracket. And then you turn around, you got free agency happening. And then you turn around the NHL. They're trading left and right. I mean, spring training games are back with the MLB. So, I mean, it's it, there's so much going on in March. Yeah, that, that's why they call it March Madness. Everybody focuses on the basketball stuff. But my goodness, th- this is a lot going on in one small time frame. And it's just what makes all this so exciting. So let's dive off into free agency, right? We, we've had quite a few things locally in our markets. Uh, you know, we cover the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Miami Dolphins, the Tennessee Titans. They, you know, these are the teams we talk about here. And everybody was busy. My goodness. So let, let's go ahead and dive in just a little bit because Tampa's a little bit closer to home than anybody else. So let's dive in and see what they've been up to here. You know, we'll, we'll talk about the available players that we still need to get locked up that are still free agents that are not under contract, I guess, at this point. So let's pull this up here. We'll start with Jason Pierre-Paul. You know, who wouldn't want this guy back? He was absolutely wrecking the backfield all year long. And Dominican Sue, how are you going to have one without the other? You know, these, these two right here, you have to put your attention on somebody. And that's what makes all of this so great. That's what gets these guys open. You, who are you going to double team? So these two pieces, we have to get back. We really have to. I mean... How many opportunities do you have to win a ring in your lifetime, right? Tom Brady can count on both hands. But he and his teams have realized, hey, sometimes you just got to take a little less money to stay in the hunt, right? So hopefully these guys can get it figured out. Hopefully we can get them under a contract that makes sense. But uh, <clears throat> other names like Rob Gronkowski, Leonard Fournette, uh, Ronald Jones, I don't think anybody's going to be mad about Richard Sherman not coming back, but Giovanni Bernard, you know, these are people that we're going to need. And again, Le'Veon Bell, uh, that ship is sailed, guys. I don't know who wants to re-sign this man, but I'm cool with him not coming back. But these are who we have on the roster that are free agents right now. Now, let's go talk about who we did get. We got a guard from Cincinnati, Alex Kappa. He signed a four-year deal, $35 million. I don't know about you guys, but we had a guy that didn't come back. So I'm glad to see us make a move and get an offensive lineman. And the other part that made me excited, you know, we got a few people uh, that we were able to re-sign. We're sitting here looking at Chris Godwin. We was able to get him back under contract. Ryan Jensen. We was able to get him back under contract. So there's been some huge pieces. Carlton Davis, another big name that I would have loved to see come back. We got him locked back up under contract. But uh, we, we did add a little bit of flavor. We got Russell Gage, wide receiver, three-year deal, $30 million. Jordan Whitehead from New Jersey, for the New, <laughs> New Jersey, from the New York Jets, a two-year deal, $14.5 million. O.J. Howard from Buffalo, $3.5 million. Logan Ryan, his contract isn't uh, quite disclosed at this point, but 
I remember him playing for the Titans, man. He was solid. He really was. He just got too expensive. Uh, the Titans didn't want to cut him a deal. He got a little hurt about it, and he made his way off to the Giants. Uh, granted, you're playing for the Giants, so don't expect that to be a good body of work for you, but when he was with the Titans, man, he was solid. When he was with the Patriots, Lord, he was solid. So he he's a little bit up there in age. Hopefully, he's still got the legs underneath him, but uh, you guys aren't really going wrong with this guy. So, I mean, be excited about what we're seeing. It's, you haven't seen that big-name splash yet, but we brought our guys back, man. That, that, that was the biggest thing. So, moving on, let's see here. We got the Miami Dolphins. You want to talk about a team that's been active. I mean, their list of signed people is longer than their list of eight free agents still needing to be signed from their team. So, let's go ahead and talk about the people that aren't under contract with them right now. So, we got Will Fuller. We got Philip Lindsay. Albert Wilson, uh, Justin Coleman, Malcolm Brown, Malcolm, or how you say that one, Parlady, Jason McCourty. That's the only name I recognize on this list here. So Jason McCourty, you know, solid cornerback for the Titans when he played there, solid cornerback for New England when he played there. I just, at this point in his career, man, if this guy ain't trying to transition to safety, he just ain't got the speed to keep up with these guys. You know, his brother was smart enough and made that transition. Uh, was it Devin McCourty? Uh, I just really hate seeing really, really good, really, really savvy defensive backs not make the transition to safety and completely shortcut their career. Yeah, I get it. It's a different position. But it's definitely built for your speed <laughs> at that point. I mean, we're you got people like Chris Godwin, you know, that can just take the top off of you. I mean, so you got to have somebody in there that can actually contribute, that somebody can keep up with these guys. But let's talk about some of these big names that we're seeing here. You know, we got uh, a lot of stuff going on for Tua. They they have put in a whole lot of investment around this guy to make sure we can uh, keep him clean, give him options, you know, that they're all in on this guy. You know, they've said no to Deshaun Watson, which we'll touch on that a little bit. This story here is just... <laughs> We'll get back to Deshaun Watson. But, you know, we got people like Cedric Wilson getting picked up here in Miami. That's a three-year deal, $22 million. Uh, you got Connor Williams, a guard. Lord, who who said that Tua didn't need help last year staying clean, you know? So he's locked up in a two-year deal, $14 million. Chase Edmonds. You know, we lost Duke Johnson. We got to figure something out, right? So we bring him in, two-year, $12.1 million. Uh, Keon Crossan. I'm not exactly sure who he is, but uh, he's coming down from the Giants for $9.4 million. Alec Engold, a fullback. So we've got a lot of people being brought in to be used as protection <laughs> for for Tua here. Between Connor Williams, you got uh, Alec, Alec Engold, you got, let's see... Greg Manx, you've got, oh, I'm sorry, Greg is heading to Buffalo. Sorry about Greg. Greg ain't there. So we, we get some more work we got to do. There's talk about a tight end, or not a tight end, but a tackle that they're chasing down. So with it, I'm, I'm hoping they can bring in some people to keep Tua clean. You know, everybody in Miami is absolutely going nuts about them not going after Deshaun Watson or these other named quarterbacks that were out on the market. But at least Mike McDaniel sees it the way I'm seeing it. You keep this man clean, give him an opportunity, and he could be fantastic for you. 
one thing that he had going for him in Alabama. He stood behind one of the best offensive lines in college football. He had some of the best running backs in college football, some of the best wide receivers in college football, and he was helped out by an amazing defense. <laughs> so with it, you, you give this guy an opportunity to win you games, he will do it for you. I mean, it's it's you don't just magically wake up one day and suck, right? Or I hope not. <laughs> but with it, we got a lot going on here. Uh, so we want to make sure we take advantage of just trying to keep this guy on his feet. You don't let him get hurt. You know, they're, they're trying to chase down Taron Armstead. Uh, but uh, with it, that's not quite locked up. There's a whole lot of rumor that he might be coming in. But one thing that a lot of people forget, you know, they're like, oh, we need a left tackle. He's left-handed, man. You need a right tackle. That's his blind side, right? <laughs> so we got to make sure we, we're smart about what we do. And I, I hope to God, Mike McDaniel, he's he's got his head together. Uh, free agency's not over. Still want to see how this all shakes out. And uh, hopefully we'll go about and find some more answers in the draft for these guys. So we'll see. Now, the Jacksonville Jaguars. We've got uh, a few things going on here. There's been a whole lot of emphasis, again, on these young quarterbacks, keeping them clean, trying to keep the pocket clean, trying to keep options available to them, right? So they go out and sign Christian Kirk to a four-year, $72 million deal. Holy crap. <laughs> Holy crap, man. That's a lot of cheddar sitting there. But there's a signing that I'm actually completely thrilled about a few signings actually so we'll talk about brandon scherf he's a guard i don't know if you guys are familiar with many people out of washington i don't think many people are familiar with anybody out of washington that lives in washington <laughs> just with how great that football team is but uh brandon scherf man he's one of the best guards in the business you want to keep somebody clean you got him you know you you bring this guy in for a three-year 49 and a half million dollar deal Look, I don't know who your agent is. If he couldn't have got you that extra $500,000, you might want to have a conversation with him. But yeah, let's get back to, you know, Brandon Scherf. This dude, hands down, is going to change that offensive line. Uh, they still have to make some improvements, but, you know, at least they understand the message right now. You know, everybody, you know, you, you dive off into these fan groups. They're like, oh, we need a quarterback. Oh, we need this. Look, guys, I've been saying it all year long. Sometimes the pick just ain't sexy. You just got to get in there and get with these offensive linemen. You got to build a core group around this quarterback to keep him clean. Without it, man, it's just going to be a disaster for you. So hats off to these guys, seeing them making the right moves. Uh, let's see, they bring in a linebacker. Oh, Lord, I can't even say this guy's name. Oh, Lukum, or however you say it, for three years, $45 million dollars. You got a cornerback, Darius Williams, three years, $30 million. You got, man, I think these guys are trying to punk me now. Foley Fatuksi, Fatukasi, uh, three-year, $30 million. Zay Jones, you know, you got a three-year, $24 million contract. You got Miles Jack. Uh, you're losing him to Pittsburgh. You're losing DJ Chark to Detroit. Let's see here. Uh, we've picked up Evan Ingram from the Giants for a one-year, $9 million deal. We're losing A.J. Can to Houston. But again, I don't know if that's such a bad thing. You know, what, what was our offensive line play last year? Garbage. <laughs> so with it, 
I, I don't see a whole lot of uh, loss in that area. You got Damian Williams going to Carolina. You got Taven Bryan going to Cleveland. You got a few names not coming back. Uh, you got Aaron Norwell. You know, he's heading to Washington. So, I mean, that one's going to kind of hurt. But, you know, with it, guys, we you got to build around these quarterbacks. You, you just got to. Now, we got some people that we haven't quite re-signed at this point. We got Carlos Hyde. We got uh, Lord James O'Shaughnessy. We got Nevin Larson Lawson. We got Adam Godis. We got Tavon Austin. We got Laurenti McCree. Uh, we got Jacob Hollister. We got Dakota Allen. I mean, outside of O'Shaughnessy, I have no idea who these guys are. None. Maybe that's why they play for the Jacksonville Jaguars, and maybe that's why Jacksonville is the team that they are. But, man, they really, really, really would not be missing much other than depth if these guys, <laughs> if these guys did not come back to the team. So, But I'm glad to see that they're actually putting an emphasis on this offensive line. You know, To bring Scherf in, you're really building a foundational piece there on that line. You get in some good talent around him, you're going to be looking pretty good there in Jacksonville. Now, let's let's roll over to my, my hometown, love, the Tennessee Titans. These guys haven't really made any big splashes at this point, and it's not that big of a deal. You've got Roger Saffold leaving for Buffalo. Yeah, that one sucks. Saffold was a good, uh, more than a good guard. You know, he was one of the better guards in the league. To see him go is going to be, it's, that one hurts. But he's been injury prone. He was in and out of the line all season last year. The year before that, when he was out, Derrick Henry goes for 2,000 yards. So, I mean, we, we proved that we can find somebody to replace this guy. But the problem is you're getting way too many holes on this offensive line, man. We got we to get this part figured out. But uh, we bring in Austin Hooper from Cleveland for a one-year deal, $6 million dollars. Jamarco Jones, we get a tackle in from Seattle. So recouping a little bit of these tackles that we've lost. Right tackle's been an issue for the Titans for a while. Left tackle with Lewan's kind of been back and forth with injuries. So as long as we – he's a great tackle. But, man, availability is the best ability is what they tell me. But uh, hats off to them for bringing in Jamarcus Jones or Jamarco Jones for a two-year, $4.8 million contract. Titans fans can probably have a sigh of relief. Kicker issues have never really been a problem for the Titans, going all the way back to Del Greco days. But the last few seasons have been very, very, very unique on us not having a good kicker, a good place kicker. But they were able to bring back Randy Bullock for a two-year, $4.6 million contract, man. So... That was a big one since old Rob Baronis, you know, those days we have struggled up to this point. So I'm glad to see them bring back a kicker that can actually put it through the uprights. The Titans have a, a weird fetish with going after players that don't work out for other teams, primarily kickers. I was like, man, let's go get the double doink guy, right? <laughs> what are you doing to me? So with it, I'm glad to see them bring this guy back. Uh, they bring in... Jordan Wilkins back. Uh, let's see. Dontre Hillard got re-signed. Trenton Cannon from San Francisco. A.J. Moore from Houston. So, I mean, they've, they've made some splashes. Now, a name that a lot of people would probably think is just absurd to lose would be Julio Jones. 
But this guy did nothing for us. I, I see Tom Brady tweeting out, hey, Julio, come play for us. Let's win some championships. He might be able to do it. But, man, he stayed hurt for us. I don't know if it was a, you know what, I'm just going to do what I need to to get by and collect my check. And then we'll move on to the team that I like after I become a free agent. I, I don't know if that was the, sa- the situation, but if we, I feel like we got hoodooed on that one, man. Atlanta definitely got the better end of that deal, and I thought we got a steal when we got Julio. But, hey, it played out the way it did. Other names that I'm kind of glad to see gone, Janoris Jenkins. The moment this dude said, I want to be called Jackrabbit, somebody should have been like, hey, who looked into this guy? <laughs> you know, uh, Jayon Brown. A name that I love for the Titans. This guy hasn't quite been the same coming back off of injury. You know, that the, the middle of the field's really suffered for the Titans. If you're a tight end or somebody that does a shallow cross, you're eating us up. If you're one of those teams that, that performed that, those plays well, the Titans are going to lose, but uh, that's just the way it's been working, which takes me over to Rashawn Evans. You know, I heard he's been down in Jacksonville talking to those guys about a free agency uh, signing there, so we'll see how that develops, but that's another name that's become a liability there in the middle for us. So I'd, Jacksonville, maybe it was just a scheme fit, but do you really want to pull that trigger? Why do you want to retread something that's not working? You know, that's just where I feel on it. Now, <clears throat> a few other names that are on the free agency list, to be honest, we got Sam Ficken. That was a kicker that I got excited about because, oh, my God, this guy can make it. (laughs) He's putting it through the uprights, but he never made it out of training camp, man. The dude winds up getting hurt, so he just, unfortunately for him, that's just the way that's going to roll for him. But uh, I'm looking over this list here of other free agents not signed at this part, this point. You got Michael Pruitt. You know, he had a gruesome injury last year, and at this point he's up for free agency. Uh you know, I just don't know if he's going to be back. I don't know if he can be back, you know. But I'm not seeing anybody else other than David Questenberry on this list here of people that we still need to possibly get signed that I'd even be worried about signing. And I don't even think they got any any hope of, not hope, I don't think they want to sign Questenberry back. You know, that, that was part of our our woes last year. <laughs> we had a whole lot of offensive line issues and. Whoever gets him, maybe he works out. Maybe he's a second or third string like Chance Warmack and collect a ring somewhere. Who, who knows? But uh, we're, we're up against the break, guys. We're going to go ahead and roll out uh, on the way back in. You guys are going to hear a few sound bites coming back uh, from NCAA March Madness. Uh, some things that happened over the weekend locally for us. So stay tuned, and we'll be right back with you. Looking for a fun weekend of buy, sell, trade, guns, knives, ammunition, and much more? Or maybe you're looking for a concealed carry class? Then go to GreatAmericanFloridaPromotions.com, where you'll find the Great American Florida Gun Show. Dates and location for 2022 are up now. Shows coming to Lakeland, Port St. Lucie, LaBelle, Haines City, and many more. Don't forget, it's GreatAmericanFloridaPromotions.com. Or call 772-577-9647 for more information on dates and locations. 
If you're tired of big cable bills, you can get Newsmax TV for free. Millions are watching Newsmax, available now on major cable systems or for free on smart TVs like Samsung, LG, and Vizio. Find it streaming on Roku, Zumo, Pluto, Amazon Fire, TiVo, Apple TV, and more. Seven million Americans have downloaded the free Newsmax app on their smartphones. It takes just seconds. Then watch us anytime, anywhere. Forbes calls Newsmax a news powerhouse. Find out why. Start watching today. Nolly makes the first. If he misses and you get the rebound, you got to kick it out to a three-point shooter. Nolly makes it. First one for Andrew Nimhard. They are 20 seconds away from the Sweet 16. One of the guards should have busted it to the basket. Chandler will go there, and it's blocked by Dickinson. A room to finish that off. 75-68, Michigan. 27 points, 10 rebounds. Chandler in no rush. Ziegler will fire off the mark. Dickinson the board, and that's it. Nolly makes the first. If he misses and you get the rebound, you got to kick it out to a three-point shooter. Nolly makes it. First one for Andrew Nemhard. All right, guys. Welcome back, back again. This is Blake here. Ugh, a few of them buzzers. They just keep bringing back bad memories, man. <laughs> again, Tennessee loses to Michigan. Uh, Memphis loses to Gonzaga. I mean, it is what it is, man. <laughs> but hats off to Miami again. I, I'd love to see that these guys have moved on. I look forward to seeing them in action this weekend. So if you're still into March Madness, if your bracket ain't busted, this is one to ride on here in Florida, at least. Uh, that's the only dog we got in the fight at this point. And, uh, but a quick shout out to our sponsors, Great American Florida Gun Show. Uh, without you guys, we wouldn't be doing the things we're doing today. Uh, they've got a gun show coming up in Okeechobee uh, at the KOA convention center off of highway 441 420 4276 highway 441 in okochobee uh march 26th through 27th uh, so make sure you guys if you're in the area check them out if you're looking to buy sell or trade they're, they're going to have a few options there for you so that, that free agency has been such a huge storyline here over the last couple days last couple of hours and, and one big name that got thrown around over the weekend, which I had a whole lot of fun with, was Deshaun Watson. He is, there was so much back and forth with this guy. He was interested in Atlanta. He was interested in Carolina. He was interested in the Saints. There was talk about him being interested with the Cleveland Browns. And with everything going on back and forth, I was like, good God, I hope he doesn't come to the NFC South. <laughs> you know, the last thing we need is Tom Brady to go and retire and have to face Deshaun Watson twice a year. I'm a Titans fan. That sucks. <laughs> it really does suck having to face that guy twice a year. He's, his talent is just off the charts. That This guy can make plays out of nothing. So on that one, I'm, I'm so glad we dodged that bullet. But man, I tell you what, the the drama going on in Cleveland is just so fun right now. You got all these stories coming about how Cleveland's interested in Deshaun Watson and Baker Mayfield's like, I'm standing right here, guys. 
<laughs> so, and then he posts a uh, kind of like a farewell treat as this story's developing about Cleveland having interest in Deshaun Watson. So, I mean, I'm just completely geeked up over this. I was like, oh, my God, somebody get this man a divorce lawyer, <laughs> you know? And then Deshaun Watson comes out and says, we've got no interest in playing for the Cleveland Browns or the group that's working on this trade deal. And so now you're back and forth, and Baker Mayfield's still butthurt over the situation. And the next thing you know, they're flying to Houston to talk to Deshaun Watson because, oh, my God, we just got caught cheating, kind of kind of like the Tampa Bay Rays. But, <laughs> but next thing you know, Deshaun Watson's a Cleveland Brown man. Dad. That was one I didn't see coming. I was reporting that it's not going to happen. And then what a 180 that was. But the the funniest thing I saw, and I ran with this one. It's uh, Not many people thought it. Well, a lot of people thought it was funny. But there was a whole lot of Karens and Chads that came out on this one. There was a picture of Deshaun Watson in a Cleveland Brown uniform with a Bill Cosby head on. <laughs> so, and the caption read, Something about uh, the Cleveland Browns are going to be passing out lids to their drinks with the heightened risk of things falling into their drinks. <laughs> so, with it, man, that's uh, to see him go there. I mean, hats off to Cleveland, for one. These guys have sucked since the beginning of Cleveland, right? So, to see a player of that quality go up there, it, that, that might be what brings that team back around to their championship days, man. I got some buddies that are Cleveland Brown fans. My neighbor, he's a Cleveland Brown fan. So I imagine they're just completely geeked up over this stuff. Now, the unfortunate news is he's still facing a suspension for player misconduct. I mean, depending on how things play out in a civil court. Now, granted, the district attorney said that there's no charges that they're going to file based off the evidence they see. So his name might be cleared or this might be a situation where some checks are signed and we, we know how that works from there, right? <laughs> so... Hats off to the guy. I hope to God all this is behind him. I hope to God that none of these allegations were true for him. And if they were, I hope we can get some resolution on that, right? But at the end of the day, he's still going to be facing a suspension. Uh, I couldn't tell you how long that's going to be. But we'll see how this all plays out for him. So, uh, ooh, Speaking of plays out for him, uh, they, they gave up quite a bit to get that guy. Two first-round picks, two second-round picks, a fourth-round pick. I mean, they, they sold a barn on this one, man. They don't plan on having any new young talent over the next two years because of this trade. But, hey, as long as you can work free agency well, granted his contract doesn't really give you a whole lot of room in cap space, but you, you might be able to bring in some people that can help him out. Now, you need an offensive line. I don't know how many times I can say that it's, uh, you got to make those unsexy picks, but you got to go for them, man. You, you really, really got to. But this whole carousel of Deshaun Watson just completely had so much fallout from it. You know, I had all the stuff. We'll go back to Miami last season. All the we want Deshaun Watson, we don't want Deshaun Watson, the coach wants Deshaun Watson, the organization doesn't want Deshaun Watson. So that that all led to Brian Flores losing his job. There was so much disconnect between the team and, and the ownership group, or him and the ownership group on who they wanted at quarterback, but Tua handled it like a champ. Unfortunately for Flores, he had to find employment elsewhere. Not just Miami. Look what he did to Atlanta. I don't know if you guys heard the news, but Matt Ryan is now an Indianapolis Colt for a third-round pick. I mean, I get it. It's Matt Ryan. But it's Matt Ryan. Is he really just a third-round pick at this point in his career? 
I think it might have been more so a uh, coaching <laughs> and scheme type issue. But uh, Arthur Smith, man, he he worked out really good for the Titans. It just Matt Ryan was not his dude. And speaking of his dude, they go and sign Marcus Mariota. A little familiarity there with Arthur Smith and Marcus. They both were on the Titans at the same time. as He was a offensive coordinator for him at that point. So with it, he's got his guy back. Let's just, for Marcus's sake, he's not a terrible quarterback. Lord, he did great things for the uh, the Oregon Ducks. He went to uh, the NCAA playoffs with uh, with college football. So it's not like he's a terrible quarterback. He's a Heisman Trophy winner, for crying out loud. It's just he never had the big arm. He wasn't that accurate down the field. He can hit all the intermediate routes. The play action worked great for this guy because, Lord, it's a RPO city. You know, if he can stay healthy, that was the biggest problem with the Titans. He just constantly stayed hurt. But that's kind of what we got going on over there in Atlanta at this point, you know. And where does Baker land at this point? They went and signed Jacoby Brissett out of Miami, also in Cleveland. So they have no plans for Baker Mayfield. <laughs> so, And the funny thing about that, before even the Deshaun Watson trade, when they, everything came out that Deshaun Watson wasn't interested in coming back to the team, they openly said, hey, yeah, we're not going to honor your request to be traded. You're here. <laughs> so it, it really felt like a domestic abuse type story. You know, everybody was over in the crowd yelling, Jerry, Jerry. But uh, to, to see how all this stuff played out for Baker, it's it. I feel bad for him. Granted, the dude's kind of letting himself go. I mean, I did after high school. <laughs> but the dude's put on some pounds, and I don't think he's taking it as serious as he needs to. And I, that, I think that's where the disconnect with the ownership came with him. You know, the fan base, I don't know if you guys are familiar with people from Ohio, but they're not very pleasant. <laughs> they really aren't, especially if you see them drive. My goodness, that's some of the worst driving I've ever seen in my life is when I've gone to Ohio. So they don't have much tolerance for mediocrity i mean that i think that's why they got rid of the cleveland browns they could never do nothing with them and then they go win a championship in baltimore but you know with it man it's sometimes you just gotta let it play out i, I think it, you you made out good on this one you got deshaun watson but this almost got so bad because of you guys just wanted to move on from Baker. will he work out for somebody possibly one location that sounds very intriguing to me has a lot to do with who was interested in him in the draft when he was coming out old bruce arians loved him some baker mayfield he had a whole lot of interest in this guy does he reach out and try to bring him down to tampa to sit behind tom brady because we we all know tom brady ain't gonna be back next year that's why they're reaching out to all their psl holders and season ticket holders asking them to go ahead and purchase the next two seasons <laughs> they have no they have no expectation of Tom Brady being back next year. So with that, you know, it's, hey, let, let's go ahead and lock you up for two years so you're going to come back to the year that Tom Brady's not here. You know, that that's what they're prepping for there. So those of you that got your notice <laughs> for your season tickets this year, if you're not ready to pony up for two seasons, yeah, <laughs> that's all I can say. Uh, that's uh, They know he's not coming back when they make those kind of moves, right? So, But it'd be nice to see that we had a secession plan, though here in tampa because we don't i mean let's uh just drop off into these chat rooms that are on facebook on instagram and see the the implosion of what happened when tom brady was gone oh my god we got no quarterback and we didn't you know we went from first to trask 
you know, <laughs> all puns intended, right? But uh, we don't know about this guy. Uh, he, he he did all right for Florida, but even the coaching staff have not gone out and be like, this is our guy. So I, I don't feel like he's our guy. If they don't trust him to turn around and be like, this is who we have moving forward past Tom Brady, Ooh, if they can't get that endorsement from the coaching staff, uh, me as a fan, I don't think I'm going to follow suit with it either. So, like I said, we went from first to Trask as soon as Tom Brady retired. Thank God that changed, though. Uh, whole lot of conversation with Rob Gronkowski. Strong chance he'll be back with us. I mean, Tom Brady has that connection, man. That, that's his boy. <laughs> you know, it doesn't get as big of a frat brother as you can right there, right? So, I'm excited to see what's going to happen on that end. We, we got a lot of good pieces back. We got Godwin under a three-year deal. Jensen under a three-year deal. Carlton Davis under a three-year deal. So we, we got some security there for the next few seasons. Over oh, some real good positions. Mike Evans restructures his deal, which was a huge storyline over the, the weekend. You know, he, he takes another pay cut for the team. You know, okay, yeah, let's clear up some money for everybody to come back. The fans reach out and start a GoFundMe where people just start donating $13 to try to pay him back the salary he's going to lose. So, man, you want to talk about feeling loved. The fans are just as all in on Mike Evans as Mike Evans has been on this team. So, I mean, that that was another feel-good story over the weekend, you know, between the Michigan coach and Chandler, and now you got all the fans sitting there pulling out of pocket, just trying to make up for the money that Mike Evans continues to leave on the table for this team. So, I mean, that's why I love sports, guys. If you guys ain't into it, check it out i mean i hope to god you guys are not listening for the first time but if you are man sports is such a great community it really is you got some people from different cultures different backgrounds different beliefs coming together under one hat and just coming together as a team as a family the camaraderie you know the only thing i can really equate it to was my time in the military you just have a group of people come together under one one flag you know and to turn around and develop those bonds you know you just don't see that kind of stuff in the civilian world i've talked to many players and they're like man the one thing i miss is the locker room the people that were in the locker room talked to a lot of veterans the thing that they missed was just sitting out there in the sand around the table just bsing through the night hey this is what happened you know there's just a whole lot of stories a whole lot of brotherhood you know just things that you don't really get to experience on the civilian side of life but man just the things that Mike Evans has done for this team just to stay in this locker room so he could keep his boys. Tom Brady didn't have to coach him up on that. He's been doing this his whole career, man. So that's how you win championships. You, I hate to say it, you take a cut for the team, you know. What do you want to chase? Dollars? I mean, don't get me wrong. I wouldn't mind $74 million. I mean, I could do a lot with that, Lord. I'm retired. My family's retired. My family's family's retired. So, I mean, it ain't a bad week, right? But how do you want to be remembered in life, right? Give me them rings. Everybody's going to remember Tom Brady. Tom Brady could, I mean, you normally don't see him a quarterback, but he could have just chased a dollar. He could have left a lot of players off that list because he was the best quarterback. He deserved to get paid best quarterback dollars. But uh, with it, man, he he knew it all depended on how much cap space was available for him to continue to win those championships. And And you see what it did for his career. You see what Mike Evans is doing for this team. You know, Tom Brady hasn't gone in and broke the bank on us. 
neither is Mike Evans. He he wants his boys back, so I, and I don't blame him, man. I'd rather have rings than. No, I'm I'm greedy. I'd like the money too. <laughs> but guys, it's uh. This again, why I love sports. You know, you just got all these teams that come in, come out, and they just—they're all in on trying to support each other. But uh, that—that's really all I got on the uh, the free agency talk. Let's let's talk some basketball real quick before we we run out of time here. Uh, the Miami Heat—they're uh, still heating things up. They're still sitting on top of the division. They got a three league. They're three games ahead of the Bucks here. So let's see. They were. Ooh, I think I missed tip-off with these guys. They tipped off against the Philadelphia 76ers at 7.30. So uh, that game's on right now. That's uh, James Harden, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo. Uh, this is going to be a tough game, guys. Uh, it's uh, the first time we tied it up with the Harden-led 76ers. James Harden wasn't there. So with this one, man, it's it's. I hope to God we can keep running on these guys, but it, it, James Harden—he's not a—he's uh, not a slouch. But I mean, the Miami Heat man—you can't go wrong with these guys. That's—it's it, hard to say that these guys aren't in contention to win the championship this year. Uh, this is, in my eyes, the team to beat just because they've gone in and dominated all year long. And hopefully they don't run out of steam. But I'm—I'm uh, I'm hoping they can continue the momentum here. Now, another team that I would really, really be terrified to face off in the playoffs would be the Memphis Grizzlies. These guys are just going in and dominating people. I mean, I'm looking here at their scores. They beat the Rockets yesterday, 122-98. to uh, They lost to the Hawks, you know, 120-105. to 105, But they steamrolled the Pacers, 135-102. to 102. They beat the Brakes off the Thunder, 125-118. to 118. So, I mean... If you can't put up 120 points against this team, you just they're not going to be in. You're just not going to have no luck against them. So, Jay Morant, ah man, just just watching this dude posterize people. I mean, he's jumping from the free throw line. I mean, we're seeing some Michael Jordan type dunks here. It, it feels good. And another thing to feel good about: the Orlando Magic won. We might even see 20 wins this season. I mean, they're sitting here at 19 and 53. Holy crap! <laughs> So, I mean, I, I get why some of these people don't want to come out in the NBA draft. <laughs> but, ugh, Lord, the Orlando Magic really, really, really could use some help. Can somebody call Penny Hardaway? Can can we get him over here on the coaching staff? I mean, I, I like what you're doing in Memphis, bud. But come on, man. <laughs> I would love to see the Orlando Magic get back to what they used to be. And it's been a long time. What was it? O.J. Howard, not O.J. Howard, but uh, Howard, you had Shaq, you had Penny. You know, th those are really the only names that I know coming from Tennessee that came out of Orlando. It, that's three people, guys. Orlando really, really, really needs some star power. But it's great to see them. They they, they beat uh, the Oklahoma City 90-85. to 85. Granted, they, they didn't burn the doors down, but it was nice to see them come out with a win. Uh, other news uh, in the NHL, the Tampa Bay. You know, they, Tampa Bay Lightning, they're, they've been struggling here lately. Uh, let's see, they beat the Canucks, they beat the Kraken, uh, but they lose to the Rangers. And the thing that I saw with the crowd was everybody was so mad about the Rangers fans there in the stadium. You guys are going to have to lock up home ice advantage here. Y'all can't be letting people in your, your arena like that on you. Uh, the Florida Panthers, 
Again, another team that I would hate to see in the playoffs. These guys are rocking and rolling, dude, and they've been dominating all year long. The Nashville Predators, you know, they're in action tonight. Uh, they got a late game. Lord, it's 10 o'clock Eastern time, so we're looking 9 p.m. Central time for you guys. But they're taking on the Anaheim Ducks. These guys have been struggling as of late. You know, this season has not been the best of seasons for them. Granted, we might break it in with a wild card spot, but uh, that's kind of where we're at. Speaking of kind of where we're at, we got about a minute and a half left in the show, guys. So, quick thing. Make sure you guys jump on this bandwagon here. The weekend recap, man, we're growing. We're, we're hitting cities like Miami, Tampa, Orlando, Jacksonville, Knoxville, Nashville, Memphis, Kansas City, Cincinnati, L.A. Guys, the time to get on is now. So, make sure you give us a call here at the station, 863-773-9282, and let them know that you're interested in sponsoring the show. That way we can help you reach all of our listeners here in Hardy County, Highlands, DeSoto, Polk County, Manatee Counties. You know, we, we've got a pretty good listener base here, and we would love to introduce you to our listeners. So, with it, guys, find us on Facebook, find us on Instagram, The Weekend Recap, uh, WAUC 102.1, The Outlaw. So, again, make sure you reach out to us. We would love to have you in as a sponsor, and we have a whole lot of a uh, whole lot of real estate that we can introduce you to. But guys, we're up against the clock. You can probably hear it beeping in the background. So uh, let's make sure we stay classy, outlaws. Till next Monday.